Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Andy Van Beber, and I will be joined by Travis Kirkendall tonight. If you watched the Facebook Live video, you saw that we had some technical difficulties this evening, but we uh, worked our way through that. And you who listen to the podcast uh, through your various uh, services do not have to suffer through all the technical difficulties. Or if you watch us on YouTube, you don't have to suffer through all of that. And so what you get is a little bit of an edited version. We're going to drop in. At a, you're not missing much. You're just missing Travis talking a lot without me. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. So here we go. Uh, we kind of get in. We were talking a little bit about uh, our moving. You know, I have uh, recently moved here to Louisiana, Missouri. By the way, I'm going to tell you this. So this morning or this afternoon, I went down and I registered my cars and I got my license transferred over to Missouri. Okay, so you know how much it costs to to uh, do a license in Illinois, correct? You you what, 150 bucks for per per license per year for your uh, license, your license plates. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. All right. So what ends up what ends up happening? So I went to I, I went down there and I said okay, and they had to get my title from Illinois. Got my title. Got everything. They said we can give you two years on your van license and a year on your, you know, truck because of the model year. Something had to do with that. Total price altogether two vehicles. Give me a stab. What do you think cost me? <sighs> Two vehicles in Missouri, yes. In Missouri, yes. so we're saying one fifty Illinois, right? Because it's Missouri, I'm going to say one fifty for two vehicles. You were close, one fifteen. <laughs> one hundred and fifteen dollars nice? in Illinois or in Missouri, and yeah, it, Colby says forty five. Yeah, forty five bucks for a vehicle, right? And I was just. I was blown. She she said, "Okay, you ready for the damage?" And I thought she was. I, I'm expecting this. Uh, she says, "Yeah, one hundred and fifteen dollars." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I just started, Man, I'm from I, Illinois." I was like, right? <laughs> "I was like, that's awesome," and and she was just like, "Yeah, it was, you know." So I I uh, I I totally I totally am I am very happy with it. Let's just put it that way. I am very very happy with that. So, so just to paint a picture for people that. Um, aren't from Illinois or even Chicago. So you're right. There's the 150 for uh, the plate, like you're talking about. In Chicago, you have to buy, it's like a permit to park on the city streets. You're kidding guess me. How much, guess how much I had to pay for a permit, a 15-month permit, I think it was, to be allowed to park out here I'd throw on the street a, outside of my apartment. I'd say probably another $100. More. I paid, oh, it was either, I don't remember for sure. It was like either 140 or 160. 140 just, bucks to park outside just, your own apartment. Yep. Just for a sticker, a red, like a sticker. I put it on my front, oh, uh, on my front windshield and it gets better. Say if I bought a new vehicle during the time I have that sticker. All right. I cannot move that sticker over. I have to repurchase a whole new parking sticker. So you, so you can't just take the razor blade, razor blade nope. it off, and then just get 
Man, I would get creative with my tape. That's all there is. No, do they actually check them? I don't know. I've never seen the police well, you, actually running through. Oh, they got the, the meter maids. Yeah, yeah, you get your meter maids. Yeah. So that is, I wouldn't want to risk it here. They get their were, money here. Well, we were we were talking about it too tonight around the supper table. My sister in law came over for supper tonight, and she's like, you know, that she because now I mean she never she she moved over to pittsville when we moved to pittsville she had some health conditions and she moved to pittsville with us and she lives in, in uh income-based housing and she said man she said now i come over here and visit you guys i just let my i let my gas just go down to almost nothing and i just i'd run on fumes over here just to get the cheaper gas you know because it's oh yeah i mean i don't know what it is up in chicago i i was just over in pittsville today and it was 325 over there and it's 279 here in louisiana and We're at 340 something oh right god, god yeah i just so i mean it's it's amazing how uh, i don't know it's a different it's weird how what a difference a year makes because i was looking at my facebook memories uh it's been about three weeks ago and i filled up my truck in hannibal my i've got a dodge uh, a ram 1500 it's got a 25 gallon or a 25 gallon tank and I filled up my truck for $23 and I was that was 20 I got it I had I had that's uh, nice it was a dollar three a gallon is what it was and I took a picture of it and I was just like I never thought I'd see that again in my life I mean I I think I even told you guys that when you were students you'll never see gas again under you know and so that that was just a year ago but you know it, is it was what, nice i, yeah, I yeah. remember 20 bucks used to fill up my car now it yeah it's like 40 no no and i drive an economy car i'd be yeah, it I sucks gonna, <laughs> i was gonna say it cost me about 60 to fill up my truck so but anyway um yeah how are the mosquitoes the mosquitoes are are fine here in louisiana right now so <laughs> i live far enough up off, off the river it's okay but um Moving on, I was going to also talk about uh, what do you think of the UFC fight on Saturday night, or did you? And you and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, the main event, uh, Conor McGregor versus uh, what do you say? How, uh, pronounce it again, because I'm going to mess it up. How I think it's pronounced is Dustin Poirier. Poirier, okay. Poirier, Poirier. yeah. That I've was, heard it pronounced the way that you said it. I, well, I see, I've heard Poirier. I've heard Poirier, and that's I was like, okay, is it Poirier or because I've heard Poirier and Poirier, and I uh, that's why I asked you that before. I was like, but I, you know, I, I I only I'm one of those guys who, and we've talked about this before. I watch boxing when it's like really big names, and I watch UFC. I, I love watching UFC. I I used to watch. Yeah, I do too. I watch UFC. Now this is back in this dates me because back UFC one through ten, we watched we would we would a group of us guys this is after right when I was graduating college right when I got my first apartment and had roommates we would all pull in money together and we would get the pay per view and you had names like Ken Shamrock and Roy uh, what was it Royce Gracie or Hoist Gracie. And you had these guys and Tank Abbott and back when it was no holds barred and just, you know, kicking butt and taking names. And then I just kind of got it. Once they started putting rules to it and everything, I kind of stopped watching it. But then along comes, you know, you, you got, uh, oh, who was the, oh, the, who was the big black fighter that was out there? He was about three or four years ago. I can't think of his name right now. It's escaping me. I watched him. Mm. Some, um, UFC? Yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Was but he kind of chubbier? He's he's a big guy. 
Yeah, he's a big guy. Daniel Cormier? No. Um, I remember him though too, but I but but along comes Connor McGregor and this guy to me he he had the attractability to me. I mean, he would do He's kind of like a human comic strip. I, like I don't watch a lot of WWE wrestling, but I watch you know I watch it for the pure entertainment value. They had guys on there like Stone Cold Steve Austin, guys like that who were just like oh, yeah. these. I I call them like a human, just a human cartoon strip because they, like you and I said before the show, they sold they sold the. You know, I mean, they were the ones who sell it. You know, they are. Yeah. They're the ones who bring in the dollars, and so when I saw Con, I was like, oh man, I gotta watch this fight, and I was texting Sean. I think I I think I did it on our group chat. I just said, "Hey, are you guys watching the fight tonight?" Or no, I think I made just Sean, and he's like, "Oh man, I forgot about it." And so, but uh, you know, it was I thought it was a very for those of you who didn't see it, Conor McGregor was his tibia. He broke his. It was his tibia. He broke his clean yeah, clean break. He broke his tibia right at the end of the first. I mean, right at the end of the first round. Some are speculating that it was he had he had had some problems earlier on, but uh, man, and of course McGregor is always selling himself and everything. But uh, Travis and I were both saying, what were you saying about who who do you think won that first round anyway? Oh, Poirier won the first round. I mean, all the judges' scorecards had him winning the first round. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, it's it's weird because like McGregor was saying, he's like you know he's lucky he didn't. <laughs> Here's what I loved about – I'm just going to go right into it. This is what I thought was fascinating about what had happened. And I didn't watch this live because I, I just couldn't afford the fight, but I watched all the highlights <laughs> afterwards. And I was watching, like, the live by uh, round by round, like, you know, the text updates they do of it. Yeah. What fascinates me about McGregor is, like, this happens. Like, gets knocked on the ground, leg broken, immediately – starts promoting the next fight yep like yep like didn't give like i mean obviously he was pissed like the guy lost his mind like he literally oh, I think, he was go they were i think they, he literally had a breakdown like he lost it they were bleeping but everything the, on espn i mean it was bleep 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 he was yeah he was going off and it was like ronda rousey is the one that actually uh put that out there on twitter she's like honestly what amazes me at the most is the fact that Instead of like withering in pain and the fact that his leg just snapped, the guy is immediately promoting the fourth <laughs> fight. Like it's a pretty incredible to think uh, about. Well, yeah, and when you break, I want to tell you something. I broke my ankle one time back in college, and to me, I mean, I've had a car. My car accident was nothing compared to when I broke my ankle. When I broke my ankle, that was. And the re and the rehab after that, the rehab was worse than the actual. I believe it. The rehab was, I mean, just the stuff they made you do. You know, I still remember going in there. That doctor's office said, "Okay, I want you to spell." He the way he said, "I want you to spell your name with your feet. You know, make your foot go in the pattern of the letters of your name." And that was the most excruciating pain I think I'd ever felt in my life. And then walking on it, he's so he gave me a walking cast. He wanted me to walk right out of the gate. There was no, I, I didn't, I, I think I had crutches for like two or three days. And and he sent me in this hard, hard cast. He said, We're gonna, you're gonna be walking on this. You know, there, this was, I don't know if it was before, That's crazy. The, you know, but, um, but he, uh, he, he, he was just like, uh, 
you you need to you're you're in power through this and i was just like oh god you gotta be kidding i'm surprised me. he had you walking on it. oh that's i was fast. walking on it. it was like walking on pins and needles but yeah oh, for, i believe it yeah uh, i mean when they and, and it you know i was a big boy back in college too <laughs> and when i was back in college it took it took they, they they got three guys to carry me. Well, I broke it in the student Rex or in the student life center, and they carried me back to my dorm, and then my dorm director took me to the emergency room, and and then they took three guys to carry get me up out of the you know I I mean I couldn't put any I couldn't put any uh, pressure on it at all, and I was I was just I was straight screaming so. For him to be sitting there and talking like that, I was just like, dude, you're, 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 okay, you're the real deal. You're, you are the real, de- you're the real deal. Think of me. the, think of the adrenaline running through him, too. I mean, you got a crowd like that, all the money, the stakes. I mean, yeah. Oh, he, the I environment. Dare, I, mean, I bet you when they got him back, I get you. He did, he was screaming. I will say this. He was screaming when he first was laying down. I don't know if oh, it was, yeah. I don't know if it was a scream of just frustration or if it was a scream of, whatever both yeah but i would just like oh man so but it was it was entertaining to say to uh say the least so oh yeah it just yeah kind of sucks how it ended but well you know there'll be a all there there'll be another fight oh they they love that though like you said they love that they've already oh yeah yeah they're gonna that's that's they're looking at dollar signs right now that's money i know that's money in the bank and he's the money fighter of the ufc so i mean it's it, uh, it'll happen for sure. I mean, yeah. Coleman said, my buddy Coleman says he will make a great pro wrestler. He would make a great pro wrestler. And there, and again, there were those guys who crossed over from UFC to the WWE. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey did Ronda it. Rousey, she she was pretty did. big with it. Yeah. And then she just kind of faded. I don't know what happened or she just kind of faded out and I don't know. Uh, they, she got pregnant, I believe. And they started the family. Oh really? Okay, well there you yeah, go. Yeah, she's a uh, she's married to uh, Travis Brown, who's another UFC okay. former UFC okay. fighter. All right, all right. Well, that that explains a lot. But I mean, we had like I mentioned before, Ken. Go back and look up this guy, Ken. Cham- this guy, Ken Shamrock. Uh, there's another guy. There's a guy early on. There they called him the Beast. His name was Dan Severance from the early days of UFC. This guy was ripped and built, and he was. You know, they'd always have these super fights between Dan. Severins and Ken Shamrock, and then Hoist Gracie was just this. Um, yeah, uh, Bra- I think a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I think is what he was. Yeah, and he that guy. I mean, he was probably your probably between you and Sean about your build, but he was a he was a bad man. <laughs> he was. I got a- such respect for USC fighters. Like yeah. of all like athletes and competitors, man, they are those and boxers. Like fighting sports in general, they have my. Yeah. highest respect of an athlete really well and they don't even i mean ufc anymore though they don't have i mean it's mixed it's true mixed martial arts i mean back in the early ufc days they had i mean this guy tank abbott he was a they labeled him as a street fighter he was oh a, yeah it was like him like kimbo slice was kimbo, well, kimbo, kimbo slice was well he was a youtube sensation before he you know yeah and uh you know kimbo slice was he's dead he died though didn't he yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, or something Kimbo like Slice that. was he was you know, and of course now Brock Lesnar's trying to make his crossover. He's he's back and forth between you. I've only seen Brock fight two UFC fights, and he didn't look that impressive to me as a as a UFC no, I, fighter. I never really cared to watch him, but 
Uh, it, it sucks we can't have Sean on tonight. Sean's the big USC oh, yeah. guy. I, mean, I love USC, but he's like yeah. big in it. He's a huge McGregor fan too. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, the next thing we were going to move into, and those of you who Travis filled in for me a little bit earlier, but when it gets to the podcast, I'll probably edit it down in the podcast. But yeah, I wasn't. Um, I was getting nowhere with it. Thank you so much. <laughs> but uh, you know, the biggest thing right now, and we're. Texas is is taking the uh, national spotlight um, with what's going on down in Texas. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Governor, uh, I believe his first name is Greg, Governor Greg Abbott called the Texas General Assembly into uh, special session. Now, uh, usually what happens is, and I'll just give you the layout of how this usually works. Usually your state legislatures go up until about the end of May and then they have a they have a summer break and that's when they go back home and they do all the you know canoodling with the with their uh their their folks back home you know and they get out and they you know glad hand and shake the hands of everybody else and everything like that and then they usually come back in a session about late august early september usually after your state fairs and all that stuff and everything and they come back in Governor Abbott called them into special session last Thursday. Now, the purpose of a special session, whenever a a governor, or, and the president actually has this power on the federal level too, that when a governor or, or somebody like that calls them into special session, it's usually for a specific topic to ad- address a specific issue because they feel that it is, um, it is necessary. Um, I think... The president, if I remember correctly, and I should have done my research, I, I believe Eisenhower was the only president to ever call in Congress to special session, and mm. it wasn't that it wasn't that long. Um, but what Governor Abbott is wanting to do is to address voting, uh, you know, voter. What do you want to call it? Um, like voter. And, and improve voting situations and basically how this is being attacked and how this is being looked at on the on the national level is that this is voter suppression okay so just to give you an idea of what there's two there's two bills that are out down in Texas right now and actually the Texas Senate as of this afternoon this Texas State Senate passed their voting reform that's the board I was looking for voting reform bill this afternoon Okay, so what this is going to include, new ID requirements for voting by mail. And what this is going to be, uh, one of the things that they say is that you provide a driver's license number or the last four of your social security. Okay, nothing, okay. Um, Monthly review, now this is going to be done by, uh, I think they said the Department of Human Services in, in Texas, which... They have, and you have to remember, they have the third large or the fourth largest city in the United States, Houston, Texas. So they're going to do a monthly review of the state's voter rolls to identify non-citizens. Okay, um, they want to do voting from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, the Senate bill actually has it going down from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, just for the record, uh, Houston, which is called Harris, is in Harris County. Uh, has done 24-hour voting in the past, and it has worked successfully. They have had drive-through voting. They actually, in the parking garage of where the Houston Rockets play, 
they did a drive-through voting where you had to show your ID and your voter registration card, and they went off without a hitch. Okay, and so this new voting bill is wanting to curtail uh, some of this, and so before we get onto what happened next, I want to talk a little bit about this. I don't like the terms that are being tossed around. I don't like the word voter suppression. Um, you're making it sound like the, the I, and this is the media. And again, I'm pretty much a moderate, moderate conservative. And I have a few, you know, a few left wing ideas, but you know, I'm pretty much libertarian on this, but to use the word voter suppression just annoys the crap out of me because to suppress when I, when I say the word suppress, that means to restrict, to keep from happening. You know, if I want to, you know, suppress somebody from talking, I'm like, hey, shut up, you know, I suppress the, the chaos in my classroom. I suppress, you know, I put it down. But to say that you're suppressing voting, I don't know, what do you, what do you think about this, Travis? I mean, are these, are these things, are these way, are these restrictions that are way out of line or what, what do you think? Uh, I think you and I are actually pretty close to the same page in this issue. You know, it's, I don't like to hear voter suppression. I think voter validation, in my opinion, is what's really happening. They're trying to v validate the votes a little bit better. I, the, one issue I do have, and it's not so much like requiring, you know, driver's license number last four years social. I think that's, I don't understand why you would have an issue with that. Um, my issue, and maybe it depends on every different counties, you know, different workforces. I, I think 24, I don't see an issue with 24 hour voting. I really don't. I mean, I think if you have, uh, you know, a good staff in place, you have a good plan. Um, and you even said, like, you look at the research of it. I mean, there wasn't, it worked fine, you know? So I, I don't like the idea of them, like, you know, restricting time zones on it. Cause who knows, you know, you got those people that maybe that is the only time they can vote as weird as that be people have weird schedules. You know what I mean? So it's I, that part. It's kind of like, I mean, really like what's the big issue with 24 hour voting? Mm -hmm. um, as long as, you know, there's proper systems to make sure everything runs smoothly, you know, different shifts are on the same page with each other. And stuff's getting done the proper way. Um, and, you know, we had talked about, you know, some of these voter laws that are going around. And I'm kind of glad we're coming back to this because I've had some time to really kind of think about the last discussion we had. We had Matt on, I believe, the last time we discussed that. And well, it was actually, you know, it was, we, it was actually uh, Sean's friend. Um, was it? Yeah, that's when it was because he, he, we had talked about that. But go ahead. I, I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Okay. But anyway. Um, we, had, there, there was an argument being said that, you know, well, some people don't have uh, access to get, you know, the proper identification or whatever. Uh, I think that was kind of one of the arguments we discussed. And at first I was like, you know, I get it because, you know, I've lived in urban, I mean, as urban as you can get, and I've lived as pretty rural as you can get. I've seen both sides and and it can be very hard in the city to get into the DMV and 
you know, get what you need. It can be a, a hell of a challenge. There's people that literally got to camp outside like four hours before it opens to even hopefully get in there. And then not a lot of people in the city have cars, uh, public transportation, um, quite frankly is going to shit. It, it really is. It's yeah. I've, I've watched yeah. it decline here. So I get the argument, but at the same time, and this is what's been, what I've been thinking about. And this is just one of the many elections we have, but the next presidential election isn't for another th- like three years. Right. If you can't figure out and schedule a time in the next three years to figure out how to get a proper identification, like if you can't, the- and even he could say, you can make the money argument too. If you can't save up whatever the fee is to go get a proper identification card in three years, or you can't schedule a time, like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, you got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's what kind of what I've been, that's been bugging me. It's like, I get the argument, but at the same time, there you have so much time to make it happen. I, and procrastination is. Well, and, then, and that's just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the worst at that too. But one of the things that I, I really, Let me let me back up. As a U.S. citizen, okay, you have civic duties and you have civic responsibilities. And I kind of talked about this. I was actually asked to speak at my church last week about this, and during July Fourth weekend, civic duties. Okay, your civic duty. You are required to do your duty. I mean, your duty as a as a tower climber. You go up, your duty is that this is your job description, you do this, 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 this and this. Okay? Yep. My requirement as a teacher, okay? My my duties as a teacher. I, you know, I report August 17th and I go until May, you know, 28th. Okay? I'm required to be there 180 days. I get, you know, and I'm supposed to teach this. Okay? So as a your 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 duties are this. Okay? Now, your responsibility okay you're responsible you know you have to you know civic duty you have to do jury duty okay you have to attend school you have to register you know if you're going to be a driver you're going to have to get a license if you do if you start a business you're going to have to register with your you know your your local commerce department whatever your civic responsibility you have, you know, you don't have to vote. You can vote. You don't have to vote. All right. It is your right to vote. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Part of it is if people want to use an excuse, they can use an excuse. But at the same time, I, I can see, you know, when it comes to voting, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm all for one, more than one day voting. Oh, absolutely. You know, if yes. you look, if you look at some of these countries, there's some of these countries that literally shut down for three or four days, and they do voting to make sure that everybody who wants to vote get a chance to vote. We are one of the few countries that say, okay, between X time and X time, you've got to go vote. Yeah, <laughs> and that's re- and to me, and I can see that now. If you want to talk about voter suppression, okay, I'll 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 agree with you on that part. Me for, too. For voter suppression, because 
6 a.m. to 10 p.m., okay, as a father of two children, okay, and you, I mean, we couldn't do the show last night. You were, you, you didn't get home to work. What time did you get home from work last night? Uh, I got home, it was like 9, 15, 9, yeah. 20. What time did you leave for work yesterday? Oh, uh, leave for work? Yeah, what time did you leave for work? Uh, I leave the house at 5.20. Okay, so you had, if yesterday was a voting day, there was no way on God's green earth that you could have voted yesterday, correct? No. Okay. No. So when they said that they did this 24-hour voting in Harris County, and they did it successfully, and they had to have, you know, they had to have the voter ID. They had to have not only their voter ID card, but their a, a, a valid driver's license identification card. Okay. So then why can't we put that into practice then in a, in a regular situation? I'm, I'm for, I'm all for, let's, let's stretch it out. You know, I don't believe, yeah. but like I said, you know, as a parent, when voting day comes around now, when voting day comes around, my wife, as a state employee, a state of Illinois, it is a mandated state holiday. It doesn't matter if it's the local county election. Whenever there is an election taking place in the state of Illinois, every state employee gets the day off. I didn't know that. Yes. Gets the day off. And... This is something that I've heard President Biden saying, making voting, making Election Day a national holiday. And I would support that. Yeah. I would support no, that. I saying, would you know, yeah. you know, and saying, hey, it's, you know, July 4th, 2.0, whatever. But, you know, so moving forward with this then. So in this special session, so. This is an executive order by the governor, and it's a, it has the same power if the president would have done it. So it's an executive order that mandates the state representatives and the state senate to come together. He says, "Okay, we've got to we've got to fix this problem of we want to get this voting law. I want to get this done before the summer session. All right, and you have to. And any Roberts Rules of Order says that in order to conduct business, you have to have a quorum." Which is, I believe, a quorum is one one over half of your members present to do business. Okay. In the House, Texas House, yesterday, fifty-one House Democrats left late Monday night, and they chartered two private jets and they flew to Washington D.C. so that they could not have a quorum in the Texas House. Now, in the Texas Senate, they have. 31 members in there, and only there's only eight Democrats, eight senators left, but they still had a quorum, and they passed their voting their voting bill. Um, they passed their voting bill today, their bill today. Um, but yeah, and so, <laughs> and to make matters worse, Governor Abbott said this morning on I believe he appeared on Fox and Friends this morning. Sounds about he, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 there you go. <laughs> You know, yeah, but he he appears on on Fox and Friends and he says that he is not above issuing arrest warrants for these 51 House Democrats and the eight senators to 
arrest them and have them extradited back to Texas to debate and, and vote. I, I'm, I'm speechless. He won't do it. I don't. He won't do it. Think about what would happen if he did. I know. That's I why mean, I'm saying he, I don't think he'll to, do it. To to him to have the cojones to do that. Do you? I mean, first of all, just the. Okay, let's let's talk from from your perspective as a government teacher. Is he in the right to do so? Yes. Yes. He is well within his legal rights to do so because that is a, you are, so when you are sworn in, you are a sworn representative of the people. And as representative of the people, you are called to do business. You know, it doesn't, you're, you're, you're sworn to, to represent the people. And when you're called to do the business of the people, like when every year I go to I go to the Missouri House of Rep I go to the Missouri uh, General Assembly every year to lobby for Missouri State Teachers Association. I go in uh, I usually go February or March, <clears throat> and so whenever they have a then they'll have their their whenever it comes time to vote on something, they have a electronic system there in place that that registers your vote and it registers when you are there on every measure. And if you're not there, that looks really bad. If you miss a voting call, that's not good, okay? Oh. And so now that the governor has basically, for lack of a better word, has sequestered, I guess is the right word to use, to sequester these guys to, Dow to Austin, Texas, and say, get this done. Before you guys go home for your summer break, get this done done i want some kind of voter reform bill on my desk before you guys leave for summer break and to me that's well within his well that's well within his rights and his authority of uh, as governor but you know to me i don't know it almost seems like they're he's running they're running from the fight i mean okay i'm not going to get my way so i'm going to go home and that's that's I was I was kind of going with this when I originally went on this rant while we were trying to get the the mic up, <laughs> and I have issues. I mean, we also you and I agree on similar things that we have issues with the whole Republican Democratic right two sided system. I mean, it's and this is a perfect example of why. And who's to blame for it? We are. Mm -hmm. We continually vote for people that refuse to cooperate and work with each other, that don't have the people's interest in mind, but the party's interest in mind. And we wonder why the same – it's like I used to have a, a basketball coach say something all the time. He said the definition of insanity – and it's not his quote, but everyone's heard this quote – You know, right. doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. And we wonder why stuff like this keeps happening. And – you know, you have the Democrats, like you said, they're they're running away from the problem. They're not doing what they were elected to do, and that's, hey, we need to solve this. And the Republicans, I'm going to put them on blast too. Why aren't you working with the Democrats? Why aren't we Why aren't we compromising? Why aren't we meeting in the middle here? Why is there just this is our way? This is our bill. You got to sign it. And this is a granted. This is a Texas issue, but I think this is a, 
a nationwide problem. There is no compromise. There is no willing to work. This is why we have government shutdowns. This is why we have that shouldn't even be happening to begin with. The fact that our government chooses to shut itself down instead of fix problems blows my mind that we let it happen. And it's just, I don't, don't you, do you, you, so I want to, I want to expand on that just a little bit of what you said there. So it's a failure. I like the way you put that. It's a failure of the system because what are we, what are we electing people to do? You know, we're electing them to solve the problems, to meet the needs of the people. And, you know, when I come, I'm proud to say that I'm going into my 25th year of teaching and I have had numerous occasions in the past where I've either come head, butt heads with a principal, with another teacher, with a student. And you, when you come to an impasse, you don't just, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I'm just, you know, and I've, I, of course, I have seen teachers who have done this. You know, all, I'm going to go home and I'm just going to pout and stew in my juice and have my own way. Yeah. Okay. Or you can sit down like a reasonable adult. And one of the first things that you have to do is be willing to ad- do two things. Number one, maybe you, you might be, have the wrong view on an issue. Be willing to admit that. Number two, you want to be able to say, can we compromise? Can we come together and meet in the middle? And you, and you alluded to this earlier. One of the problems, and again, that we, are, that we are facing, and we have become more partisan, and as a student and a teacher of history, and presidential politics and federal politics are... One is my wife says I'm strange for doing this, but is one of my favorite areas to cover. And within the last 25 years, you've seen just the divide growing. Okay, and we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything to solve it. Joe, you know, Joe, Joe ran on the whole thing of, oh, I'm going to bring us all together. I'm going to bring us all together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to do all. Okay. So if you're going to bring us together, bring us together, you know, and as we're mentioning that, I want to go ahead and read and you talked, you actually brought my attention to this. Uh, I want to bring to the attention. So Joe, President Biden uh, gave comments this afternoon in Philadelphia and some of these were really you know these were really some strong comments you know he said uh, oh, yeah. uh let's see where are we at here he said uh that these were laws that he were calling the, the raw and sustained election subversion and he said that the 2022 midterm elections could highlight the damaging effect of the new laws. This is a test of our time. Hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking up place in America today. An attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair and free elections. An assault on democracy. An assault on liberty. An assault on who we are. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. Now, this is where I get a little bit 
concerned about what he's saying. He said, "We're fa He said, "That's not hyperbole." Since the Civil War, the Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. Um, with recount after recount after recount, court case after court case, the 2020 election was the most scrutinized ever. The big lie is just that. A big lie. And he said, uh, yeah, so Thoughts? What do you think of, the, of that of that statement, Travis? You know, maybe this isn't the episode for this, but like, I keep seeing this comparison of now to Civil War times. Like the, I, I, I'm starting to see that comparison more and more. Like the left and the right with the North and like the Confederacy in the United States. Like, right. am I crazy for like? I no, keep no, no, hearing you're, like you're, these you're, comparisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, I think that is very dangerous. You know, the, the way these politicians, the influence that they have and the way that they're wording things and the way they're saying things in order to gain influence, to gain, um, I forget the word, I'm influence to, you know, listen to our side, not that side. You know, it's just saying stuff like that is only adding more fuel to the fire. It is just creating more of a divide and it is not uniting us. It is just it's it's dangerous it's i i don't agree with those are i don't agree with the the verbiage no the i don't that, that's what exactly that's exactly what i was just getting ready to say those kind or of the comparison yeah those kind of those that kind of language is very inflammatory it's very because what we're doing is we're making this a country of us versus them yes and you know, this is a broken record that we keep on coming back to week after week after week. But I'm going, and I, I want to get back to our original topic here and saying voter voter reform has been an issue that has been plaguing this country since the early 1900s. There is a book that I assigned to, uh, I actually do a, a, a team teaching project with our English teacher, and we read the book, The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. And The Jungle takes place in turn of the century Chicago. And this is based upon interviews that Upton Sinclair did with uh, workers within uh, the meatpacking industry, within various groups. And the, the old saying for voting in Chicago was, vote early and vote often. You know, because... <laughs> They were notorious, and this book, and actually the jungle, it's, and it is actually a difficult book to read, but it it goes into detail on how the, and this was again based off interviews that Upton Sinclair had done, how they would go to the cemetery, how they would go to, and get, you know, uh, names of dead people, and they would get, and they would pay, and they would pay immigrants to go and vote. At multiple locations. Now, back in the 1900s, they had no way of knowing voter registration. You showed up as a citizen. There you go. You're good to vote. But, and then you had, you know, and then the same kind of thing happened in the 1950s and the 1960s in Chicago. And I keep on coming back to Chicago. Richard Daly ran a machine in Chicago for nearly two decades by through political fraud 
And so, I mean, this is a this is an issue that has that has plagued us. Okay, so now, in now in in, in recent past, in the last few elections, you've had people who stood in line for two or three hours, like you know, trying to get into the DMV, who are registered voters, who are licensed voters, who want to get in to vote, but they're told, hey, we're shutting this place down at six o'clock. We're shutting yeah, it down. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. That's to me, that's ridiculous. Yes, and to me, that's an, that's an area that needs to be, as I said earlier, that's an area that needs to be reformed. But to compare us to Jim Crow times in the South, okay? Voter Jim Crow laws on steroids is right. what he said. Yeah. So Jim Crow laws, and, and again, historically speaking, Jim Crow was basically voter suppression against people. You know, when the, when the 15th Amendment was passed, giving African Americans the right to vote in 1860. Six, I think, is when it was ratified. They went to everything. Literacy tests. You know, you had to be able to sign your name. We well, got to remember that some of these African Americans did not have an education, and they didn't. They couldn't. They didn't even know how to read their own name. So they would do whatever they you could. You know, grandfather laws, saying, okay, if your grandfather could vote, and I think it was like 1845, then you can vote. You know, and they they tried they basically tried three different ways to keep African Americans from voting: literacy tests, uh, grandfather clauses, and poll taxes. Okay, and you know, and these that's that's what voter suppression looks like. Yes, that's that's voter suppression. Saying you you know saying to the women, 1919, you can't vote because. You're a dumb, uneducated woman. Oh, you know, I was re I, I forgot where I was reading this at, but something like it was a, um, I, want, I don't want to say Stephen Douglas. I may be wrong on this. But it was somebody who had said, you know, women shouldn't wade into the grimy pool of politics and concern themselves with an election. You know, and that was the whole thing of, okay, women are good for two things, cleaning the house and making babies. Okay, that's that's voter suppression. Yeah. That's voter suppression. You know, one of the reasons why that they didn't want women to vote back in the early 1900s was because factory were, factory owners were afraid that they would, end, would vote to end child labor and that they would push for prohibition laws. Yeah. And that's what, they didn't want women to vote. What we are seeing today, you cannot compare those two together we're not you know and the case that they're making is oh you're you're keeping in the vote because they're poor or because they're black or because they're latino or because they're this that or the other that's not the case what we're seeing here is we have seen voter fraud and this isn't and again to reiterate what i just said this isn't something that we are just now seeing this is something nope. that is been on the books that has been a problem as long as there's been an America as long as there's been a United States of America we have had a problem with voter fraud and what these guys are trying to do is trying to correct that now their timing sucks I now I'm gonna play devil's advocate here their timing does suck because this is being done I think, and we, we might disagree on this, but I think that this voter reform bills are being done as a knee-jerk reaction 
to Donald Trump losing the presidency. I may be wrong in thinking that, but the timing of it sucks. I mean, I wouldn't say so much Donald Trump, but I would just say Republicans losing uh, the White House. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say just him, but just the fact that their party lost so much. In the last election. So I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you, you, you could have timed. I think you could have timed this a little bit better because, okay. So now, so now what it's looking like is, you know, why wasn't this issue addressed after such a close loss? I mean, we, you know, previous two elections, you know, Hillary. That actually, was very close. It was very close that, that, Hillary actually actually won mm-hmm. by a little bit over, I think it was 1.6 million, but that was out of, I forgot what it was, out of 125 million or 131 million people that voted, losing by 1 million. That's, that's pretty close. And then oh, again, yeah. you had the same thing happen in the election of 2000 when George mm-hmm. Bush beat Al Gore. Where was the public outcry? You know, now there was some outcry during 2000 because of the way I believe it, yeah, down, down in Florida because there was a lot of hanky panky going on down there in Florida. Florida did change their voting rules because they were still using the paper ballots, they were using the poke hole system and the paper ballots. And so they said, okay, we're going to change this, we're going to change it to where we're going to use. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Florida uses touch screen voting now. Okay, and which that in and of itself is also kind of shaky because the machines always don't register right, you know. Yeah. And to me, there's not there's not going to be a clear cut solution because, like I said, voter fraud is something that has been going on for years. And what is but what is what this is coming down to and what I'm afraid is going to happen is. This is going to drive a further. This is going to drive a, a deeper wedge in our country. I yes, it is. And I don't know. What, do and you, unfortunately, I you know I don't. And most people won't do their own research on these issues to learn the truth or know the middle ground. It'll just be, you know, the Democrats are going to hear Biden say that you know this is. You know, these laws are ridiculous and it's racist and they're gonna be like, oh, my God, well, the president said this and you got the Republicans are like, it, it's the same on both sides. People aren't they they take what the politicians and the media says and then they, you know, that's that's the truth. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kind of want to go. <sighs> accountability, you know, there's no there's a big accountability issue in American politics. And I just don't know when we're going to, when the people are finally going to figure it out, Mm -hmm. when people are finally going to figure out that we need to stop treating our politicians and the people running for public offices. We need to stop treating these people as celebrities. These people are getting interviewed by us, the American people. We need to start treating this like it's a, like an interview. Mm -hmm. They're working for us. We pay them. The American people, we pay these people. And we need to stop making it such a popularity contest. And this isn't really voter fraud related, but it is due to the election. I want to share this because it kind of goes with the Go uh, accountability thing. So this is by a man named Michael Blevins, um, a big follower of him. He's like a fitness uh, coach or whatever. And he had this really interesting thing to say on the uh, election. 
it's kind of extreme, but I, I, I get his point. So my vote for 2020, I won't vote for an elected official unless they volunteer for ritualistic suicide upon failure to deliver what they promise. I do not care about policy, party, or platform. I care about accountability and the oath that's taken to serve the people, not yourself. Whoever wins tomorrow, I'm sure it won't be the American people, but the people will have to do the work for a failing leadership. I'm ready to work with people who are ready to work. Extreme, yeah. but he hits the nail on the head with the accountability thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just... And you, do, where, so where, so who's, who's to blame though? Is it us? Is it us, the people who who elect these guys, or is it the guys who? It's easy to become. Both. Yeah, it's easy to become complacent. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, and again, I'm not saying this to be braggadocious, but you know, next year is this coming school year is 25 years for me. Are there things that I'm doing the same that I did 25 years ago? Yes. Are there things that I've changed? Most definitely. There is there is more than one way to accomplish a goal and if there are ways Absolutely. That, and I, and i i say this I, I won't mention this person's name i don't want to embarrass them but we had a it was our i'll say who what department was our english teacher that started about nine years ago and she's become a, a very close personal friend of mine she when she came into our school district nine years ago eight or nine years ago i can't keep track of it but you say the when you said the word accountability, she started coming up with and she started presenting stuff to me in different ways to look at how to teach, how to meet the needs of kids who are falling between the cracks, how to meet the needs of, you know, how to how to address the problem of education. Okay. And I want to tell you something. It was hard for me to swallow at first. It was hard for a lot of teachers to swallow first. Oh, she's just crazy. That's just a Okay, but it made sense in some of her teaching and some of her ideas. I started to implement in my classroom, and I started to see results. Now, what did that take? It goes back to what I said earlier. It took me to say, okay, there's, I've done some things. I've, you know, here, pat on my back. You've taught for a long time. <laughs> good job. But there's places where you can improve there are things you can Absolutely. do to improve okay one of those being changing something being willing to work with somebody being willing being being willing to a, accept a new point of view that you may not have adopted before and again there that's the c word compromise some of these, you know, part of accountability is looking at, not looking at, but, you know, just looking at yourself and saying, man, I, I really sucked this up. I, I messed this up bad. You know, and I think this is where we're coming, well, this is the point that we're coming to in our nation's politics that we're missing out on. And I, I think that's oh, absolutely. I think that's an excellent point that you made, and I'm glad that you read that. But you know, where we go from here, um, I like I said, I would love to see 
I, I would love to see Governor Abbott. That yeah. would be, I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be hilarious that if he issues an arrest, arrest warrant for, for these guys, if that happens. And unfortunately he's in the right, but it's, it's going to oh, add so much fuel oh, and more divide. And there's going to be, there's, there's going to be, I mean, could you just see federal marshals going into Washington, D.C.? And rounding up these fifty nine sixty Democrats, you know. Put, oh, they're gonna they're gonna it, they would say that the Republicans are overthrowing the government or something. It would the, be it's, some, it's gonna be it yeah, would be insane. Yeah, and but what's I I would not put a, you know when you asked me earlier is this something that's gonna happen? I mean I wouldn't put it past the guy, but I mean I hope not. It, it, I, I really it's dangerous it's not dangerous. to defend what the democrats did at all but i hope he does not do no, that it's going it's going it's it'll definitely be it'll definitely be interesting to see how this plays out um you know one thing i'd like to finish with you know mm -hmm. we were talking about compromise you and i kind of talked about our view on it and we i think we both came to the conclusion in our opinions a good middle ground would be you know okay we have the ID requirements, but we need to open up these timelines like this. The time, the timelines that they're proposing is that's you can mm -hmm. maybe make the argument of suppression there. Right. Mm -hmm. I have not once heard that idea proposed at all. Like there's been no compromise with this. Like, have you heard our idea we talked about at all being proposed in Congress or no. anywhere? No, no, no. Right? Like, why not? That, here with that, I, that's, I don't that's know. It. I don't that's, know. I mean, for one thing, I have to say I, that's the perfect solution, yeah, but that is compromise. Uh, you know like, what? And, I, and I, I would, uh, the one thing that, the one time I might agree with, with Uncle Joe is, is saying, make an election day a federal holiday. And, I agree. And a, and a thing to your state government. I mean, Illinois, and one thing that Illinois has done right. One thing that the governor had, and this has been, this is, I mean, as long as my, as long as I can, I, as long as I've been married to my wife, I know it's happened. She gets, if it's a statewide election, whether it's for president, governor, representatives, whatever, she gets the day off. She gets the day off. So here's, I mean, make this message to your, you know, write your state representative. I mean, that's where it starts oh, at. Yeah. People think that there's no way that you can make a change on this. You can influence this situation. This is part of your civic responsibility. Your civic responsibility is to get actively involved. Instead of sitting around at the coffee shop, and pardon my French, but sitting around the coffee shop and bitching about it, <laughs> go write your representative. Call your representative. I know my representative. Now that I'm a citizen of Missouri, I know my representative personally. I know my district representative personally. I have his number on my cell phone. I had it before. I had it before I was a, a Missouri citizen. Now that I'm a Missouri citizen, I, I mean, I can actively call this guy up and I can say, "Hey, give me." The, and I've actually done this on school-related issues, on a bill that that came before the Missouri House uh, last. Uh, it was last October. I called him up. I said, "Okay." Give me the lowdown on this on this bill, and he, you know, I didn't like this bill, but he and I talked for thirty minutes, and he listened to me. 
you know, this is what it's about. And I think that on the federal level, this is where we're missing the boat anyway. This is where we're yep. getting away from it anyway, and we need to get back to it. So, you know, again, they're not, they're, we're not, we're at the point where we're not listening to each other. You're exactly right. We're not listening to each other. And there are, like you always said, you know, you can hear me or you can listen to me. You know, oh, yeah. I think are, you're the one that, yeah. Are you, that. are you here? Are you hearing me? Are, yeah. Are you hearing me or are you listening to me? There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, I still, I, I still, I use this example and this is over a lot of people's heads, but just dates me. You know, Charlie Brown, whenever they do the Christmas special, they always have the teacher who, they never say what the teacher's saying, and she always goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know, that's what some people hear. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's why I have a number of kids who fill my class, because that's all they hear, you know. But uh, anyway, but uh, aside from our technical difficulties, anything else you want to add tonight? uh man i think we had a pretty good episode yeah. just you and i um, well for those who are listening to the podcast and not listening to us live you're you're going to hear the edited version if you want to hear the technical difficulties go back and watch it on facebook live you'll see the technical they, they don't want to hear they don't the want to hear that <laughs> so it will be edited on 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 the podcast so you know, those of you on the podcast I hope you've enjoyed the clean podcast and the YouTube. It just means I get to do a lot of editing work after we, after we sign off tonight. So yeah, I, I can't help you with that. <laughs> I'll be there in, in moral yeah, support. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, there you'll in spirit. be, yeah, you'll be dreaming. You'll be sweet dreaming while I, yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> but anyway, we miss Sean. Uh, he will be back with us next week and yep. Uh, we're hoping to get, we're trying to get by popular demand, Mr. Matt Edelman back with us. He was going, he, he wanted to be with us, but he, he went to Texas. He actually left for Texas this morning at 4 a.m. He was driving straight through from Louisville, Kentucky, down to his, uh, I think it's his in-laws down in Texas. And so, but he said, please, he, he wants to be back on the show. So, and he was a very popular guest. So we will have him on soon. So. And real quick, before we end the show, um, I'm almost finished. I've worked on a PDF file for remember I was going to yes, make yes. a list of uh, companies and employers that'll help you pay for school or even completely cover your school. Um, still adding a couple more companies that I've researched and found, but I will have a PDF file that we can either drop on the Facebook or whatever. You can print it out, even give it to your students. Um, I'm almost Fantastic. finished with it. Fantastic. And then, um, we will have that out. Well, next that'll week. that'll definitely be on. We will definitely have that up on our page. So that will be great. Yeah. So, so. Uh, from us to you, thank you so much for listening, and uh, hope you guys have a great week. And we will catch you next week. You can catch us on a Podbean. I got to remember it all. Podbean, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can catch us there and catch us here on Facebook, where it'll be cleaner next week. I promise. Anyway. Thanks a lot, and we will see you guys all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you.